This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Where does the dog scientist spend her day? At the Labradori. Why didn't the narwhal invite the unicorn to his party? He wanted to keep it real. What do you call a dragon with heartburn? Bad news for the nearest village. Give yourself a bill! You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve! It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, and now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve. With my little pal, Night Nurse Evie, the perfect combination of brains and bootay. Hello, Night Nurse Evie. Hello, Dr. Steve. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take to a regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347 Very good. There you go. <laughs> If you're listening to us live, the number is 754-227-3647. That's 754... Poo-head. No. Huh? Oh, no. Ah. 754-22-penis. <laughs> oh, okay. Got to work on that one. Or 754-bear-nip, which is my favorite. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter, at Weird Medicine, at Lady Diagnosis, and at Dr. Scott WM. Have you got your Twitter figured out yet? Not yet. Not yet. All right. I've been right. out of my town for Although you are, uh, your caricature is now on our main. Yes, it thing. is. Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Got night nurse Evie in a toga. Visit our website at weirdmedicine.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Or go to our merchandise store at cafepress.com slash weirdmedicine. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician assistant. Pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, or whatever. All right, very good. This will be a quickie um, uh, because it's our uh, Memorial Day special. Yes. So thank you all for your service to your country. We uh, um, greatly appreciate you. And uh, because uh, we have Memorial Day off, I'm drinking beer and we're going to do a 30-minute. <laughs> <laughs> How does that even make any sense? I don't know. 
know. How did Memorial Day turn into, well, you get a day off so you can drink beer true. and cook out? I don't want alcohol today. I just can't. I'm still hungover. What are you hungover from? Wine. Were you strutting your stuff in the Milky Way? Well, I had a mojito first, and then I had like six or seven glasses of wine. <coughs> so let's just say it was uh, interesting. Those effing uh, mojitos, the first time I ever had one, I was on a business trip with uh, with Tacy, and uh, it was in Palm Springs. Is it Palm Springs, Florida, or Palm Beach? It was Palm anywhere. Beach. Is it? Palm Beach is okay. Florida. Okay. Palm okay. Springs is California? Yes. Is it? Okay. I don't know. It's Palm something. But anyway, uh, and they're walking around, and I didn't realize the culture at her company was basically – alcoholic <laughs> and uh but they were these people were walking around with these things that look like lemonade with mint in it right yeah and i'm like oh hell that looks we were just gotten off the plane we were thirsty it was hot i drank like three of them just grabbing them off the thing had no idea there was any alcohol in it oh, and that's man. like what in the hell is wrong with me yes it was another time I got surprised. We just talked about the last time I got yes. surprised with stupid P.A. John's 9% ABV. <laughs> yes. uh, excellent, by the way. Um, uh, Imperial Hop Drop, it's called. So if you have are ever near uh, Upper East Tennessee, you can buy his beer in the grocery store now. Oh, right. And uh, try that. Uh, or if you are happen to be in a town called Johnson City, Tennessee, it's a college town. That's where P.A. John has his uh, brewery. You go to J.R.H. Brewing and uh, go get your Imperial Hop Drop on. But l- let me warn you, he will not stop you from drinking five of those. And that's like drinking 15 regular beers. Oh. <clears throat> so it was that last one, which was really my last three. Yes, right, right. That, right. that killed me. Yeah. Well, I so, figured I should have probably not had the last two glasses of wine, you yeah. know, but I kind of... Mm, I, I have a it. hard time controlling myself with wine, to be yes. honest with it's, you. It's it so tastes, easy to drink. It tastes so good. Yeah, and I can just... And it feels good going down, yeah. and it's really hard. Yeah, so. well, you know, it's, it doesn't taste so well coming up. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, did you do one of those? Yeah. That's when my wife and I fell in love. We were in New Orleans, and she spent half the time puking. <laughs> In the hotel room. Oh, God. It's so embarrassing, though, because yeah. it was really, I thought the trash can was there. Oh, no. And the trash can wasn't there, so I hit the bed. Oh, come on. Yeah. And this, you're with your boyfriend? Yeah. Is he your boyfriend or just somebody you're strutting your stuff with? I'm strutting myself right now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but the so uh, the messed up part he, about it, it ruined my good bra. Oh, really? I, ruined, I had to throw it away. I'm so mad. That's a $60 bra. Oh, damn. Well, yeah. you have to buy, like, custom bras, Yes, right? it's like, you know, G-cut. How in know? the hell do you get a bra for and I, people who have never seen you? Yeah. I mean, um, Night Nurse Evie was blessed with an abundance of tit meat. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know. That. And ass, but... Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, do you have to have people make these, or do they make bras that fit? They make them, but you have to go to a special store to get them. You just can't go to any store. So it's like instead of the big and tall men's store, it's yes. like, you know, big tip, big butt store. Exactly. So it's, you know, a G cup, so $60 at least. Damn. So I had to throw it away. I was pissed. Well, it's got to have some mighty underpinning and stuff. It in does. Too, it has to know? hold it up. Oh, yeah. You know, because it... These are. Have you ever tried to? We, I always um, tried to figure out how you could weigh breast tissue, and I have a method I think that um, I've always wanted to try, and it would 
it would uh, be water displacement. Oh, okay. So you would measure how much uh, water, you know, one boob would displace because it's hard. I mean, you can't just really lay it on a on a scale, right? Because uh, your body's yeah. attached to it. But if you go from above and dip um, a, one boob into a properly designed tub and see how much water it displaces, then knowing the average density of breast tissue, you could calculate how much it weighs. I want to say my chest is probably at least eight pounds per boob, maybe. Wow. At least. Yeah, the other way to do it would be to have you stand on a scale and then yeah. have me come behind you and just lift them up. Yeah, and see if that works. And, see, and then we subtract <laughs> the amount. Yes. And then mul- They're heavy, though. They're heavy. They hurt. Uh-oh. No, I was trying to <laughs> get us. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Did you get us? <laughs> I love Okay, well, of course, of course. Okay, anyway. Yeah, all yeah, right, yeah. all right. Okay, um... Let's uh, hey! Don't forget to go to stuff.drsteve.com. That's stuff.drsteve.com. Uh, there's a lot of uh, products there that we talk about on the show, but also there's just a link to go straight to Amazon, and we are uh, part of their affiliate program, and it really does make a big difference. So please use that whenever you want to shop at Amazon. Uh, don't forget uh, the Tennessee-based company, um, TweakedAudio.com. I always thought they were in California for some reason, mainly just because they're cool. Yeah. And all the you know cool stuff like this comes from California, but they're in Franklin, Tennessee. Get out of here. You I ever saw been there? Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. You ever been there? Franklin, no. Well, pass through it. Well, anyway, TweakedAudio.com. Use offer code FLUID for 33% off your um, uh, the best earbuds for the price on the market and the best customer service anywhere. And uh, check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. I couldn't get a hold of him today, but we'll still plug his, you know, silly, wacky BS. And uh, check out etncomedy.com. That's our uh, uh, comedy website. Um, we're having Vic Henley, August 2nd. It's a free concert okay. with uh, craft beer, hopefully by P.A. John, but if not, it'll be by Sleepy Owl Brewery. Uh, or maybe both of them, and then there will be um, uh, food trucks, including or hoping Foodie Fiction, which is Chef Mike. You haven't met Chef Mike yet, but no. he's been on the show a few times. Okay. And uh, we we really wanted to do a uh, podcast with Chef Mike and his wife and call it the Law- Lawyer Bitch and the Chef because she's an attorney. Oh, okay. And uh, do sort of like a weird medicine for legal stuff and maybe even cooking. I don't know. just an <laughs> odd thing. But they're both so proficient at what they do. They need their own separate webs or, you know, podcasts. Right. But, uh, just easier just to throw them together and do something with them. Uh, and if you are interested, I don't know why you would be, uh, in getting archives of this show or premium content, go to premium.drsteve.com. For a buck ninety nine a month, you can get access to our full catalog going way back. And there are some people that, you know, get turned on to the show and then they get pissed because there's – 300 shows they can't listen to. Right. So one trick you can do, and I'm totally fine with you doing this, you pay the buck 99 and then go and just download all those shows and then just cancel it. Right. You know, so for two bucks, you can have all those. Uh, If you want to keep it going, it is a nice way to help us out. Yes, it is. Keep things. So I can keep paying Night Nurse Evie and Dr. Scott (laughs) and uh, uh, Lady Diagnosis. So. Yeah, by the time I pay you assholes, there's nothing left for me. I mean, and that's fine. I just, you know, I, I this is my dream, not yours. Right. So I don't expect you all to do it for free. So, 
But anyway. But I like it. I enjoy it. Well, good. Well, okay. I won't pay you then. <laughs> no, you got no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready? Let's uh, take some phone calls. All right. Number one thing. Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. Well, there couldn't be any any more truth to that or than that. Uh, Ronnie B., thank you very much for your input. And uh, let's see who we've got here. Uh-oh. Let's say I was planning on drinking a whole bunch. Would drinking a bunch of water help my liver? Is there any benefit? Thanks. Love the podcast. Hey, thanks, man. Um, okay. So he's wondering if drinking a bunch of water will will somehow help his liver. And the only thing I can say to that is, um, it, let's say that you drank, for every beer you drank, you then alternated it with an equal amount of water. Right. Uh, so if you did that, that would be half the alcohol yeah. that your liver would have to metabolize. So in that sense, yes. But otherwise, if you're thinking, well, somehow I'm diluting it. Uh, you know, every ethanol molecule that hits your stomach that gets absorbed has to be metabolized, whether it's diluted in, you know, twice the um, uh, the water or not. Yeah, so, so it's still got to go through the liver. Yeah, it's still got to go through the liver, so that won't help. But just uh, alternate. You can pace yourself better by saying, hey, I'm going to drink uh, 12 ounces of water after every 12-ounce beer. <laughs> and, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. E- easier said than done. Yes. Uh, or you could do sparkling water and put a little lime in it or something like that, it, and it sort of fools you into the, into thinking that you're drinking. But you're drinking half as much that right. way. And so in that sense, that would help. Sparkling water that, does not fool you. Does it fool you? Um, yeah. If I'm, uh, if I'm saying I'm not going to drink tonight uh-huh. for whatever reason, um, if I get some sparkling water with um, – or tonic water with a little lime in it or something, I can drink that all night and not even – Worry about the fact that I'm, there's no alcohol in it. Uh, I can't do that. Really? Yeah. You got to have I, the I, alcohol? Yes, I can't, I can't do that. You might have a problem. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't <laughs> like the taste of tonic or sparkling oh, water. Oh, okay. That's well, see, I'll drink, I'll drink vodka tonics all the time. Yeah. I, I just can't do this sparkling It doesn't taste good to me. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes, that makes a difference. I wonder, um, do you drink, but you drink wine though, right? Yes. So I've not seen any non-alcoholic wine like I see non-alcoholic beer. Right. But I don't drink wine all the time. Okay. So it's not every day. So if you're drinking, you want to be drinking. Wine, yeah. Yeah. And you don't want to try to fool yourself. Exactly. Because it's very few and far between. Just not drink, then. Yeah. So what do you drink if you're not drinking alcohol, then? Uh, I usually just drink water. Water, yeah. And lemon. That's it. There you go. Well, just do that, then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Save somebody's mattress. All right. Yeah. Hey, Doctor Steve. This oh, is Rick. How embarrassing is that? Yeah. Okay. So you're there with this guy that you're newly having intercourse with, yeah, right? Right. And he's taking you on this trip, figuring he's going to get to Bodio Do, <laughs> and instead he's he's got puke on his bed. Well, I just kind of leaned over and Ugh. I said, "Where is the trash can?" And he hands it to me, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "Okay, I'll be okay." And I set it down, and next thing you know, I'm crawling to the edge of the bed trying to get to the trash can and i can't reach it and so i just kind of just let it go was he just horrified he was like oh my god (laughs) are you kidding so long story short i took the um i cleaned up the mess the next day because there's no way i could function i was that drunk yeah so the next morning and i I took the sheets and just threw them away so (laughs) 
Well, they're going to think you just stole the sheets then. I'd rather just throw it away than leave it there. Yeah, you just pay that for it. disgusting. I, pay, I threw the towels away, the washcloth. It was just, oh my God. Oh. That was the worst. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> working in a hotel as, as yeah. know, or housekeeping and the just the the absolute shit? I remember uh, Howard Stern told a story. Uh, well, um, that was um, oh gosh, uh, it was Sam Kennison's girlfriend, and she was the one that Jim Baker. Oh, what the heck was her name? I know people are yelling at the radio, but anyway, apparently Sam got up in the middle of the night and walked around, thought he was going into the bathroom, took a shit right in the middle of uh, of the carpet, <gasps> and then went back to sleep. <laughs> And his girlfriend is up at three in the morning trying to clean his feces out of the uh, <laughs> out of the carpet with towels and stuff. Oh God! And yeah. She, but anyway, I get yeah. Yeah, we do stupid things when we're drinking. Yes, we do. Really, really stupid stuff. I'll never do that again. Hey, Doctor Steve, this is Rick. Uh, my mom is suffering from trigeminal neuralgia, and she's been interested in CBDs. Okay, let's talk a little bit about um, what uh, trigeminal neuralgia is. It is uh, one of the most painful syndromes that we're aware of, and the trigeminal nerve uh, comes uh, out of the uh, skull in, um, uh, you know, in front of the face and yeah. then splits into three. That's why it's called trigeminal. And uh, either uh, we're not 100% sure what, what's going on. The, the nerve root is swelling, and it gets uh, compressed by the... Um, uh, the surrounding tissues or the bone that's that it's passing through, whatever, <clears throat> it hurts like an MF. I've seen people just, you know, begging to die with this. That's how bad it can oh, be. It doesn't have to be that bad. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So let's see what his question is. But she doesn't know how to go about finding a reputable source. I was wondering if you or anybody else would have some advice on that. Thanks. And I listen on the podcast, so don't put it on serious. Thanks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, good. Well, I'm glad I played it on this one. Uh, CB, CBD oil is cannabidiol, and uh, as long as it is derived from the hemp plant and not the pot plant, uh, you know, hemp basically is pot plant without that doesn't produce THC right? and, or very much of it. And uh, so my understanding is, and I'm not an expert on CBD oil, but uh, my understanding is that if it's produced from the hemp plant, then a cannabidiol uh, is um, legal in all 50 States. So the question is, where do you find a reputable source? Well, if it's legal, I would start at a compounding pharmacist and yeah. ask them, uh, if they can supply you with it, because you know they're going to have a reasonable uh, source yeah. of uh, of medication, and you know you want something that's actually been tested and has uh, you know identified strength and all that kind of stuff. So I would start there. If you can't get it there, <clears throat> there are reputable sources online. Um, 
Now, whether it will help for this is a whole other thing, but right. I don't think there's a whole lot of harm to it. So she can try it. Right. What we usually use for trigeminal neuralgia is um, a, uh, an anti-seizure uh, anti medication called carbamazepine or tegretol. And in the f about 50% of people it works for, it's like magic. Oh, great. But uh, the other 50% end up having to, you know, they try a combination of lots of different medications. And then sometimes you have to go to an anesthesiologist and have them just go up in there or an ear, nose, and throat person. Let them go in there and just kill the nerve. Oh, God. And you'll have a numb face, but at least you won't be in abject okay, pain. Okay. Let so, me ask you something. So yep. what's the difference between the uh, hemp oil and the cannabis oil, though? You know, it says, I mean. Well, um Okay, it just depends because it, it's all oil, right? Right, right. So you can have uh, uh, hash oil, for example, that has tons and tons of THC in it. That's the stuff that really gets you going. There's other um, active ingredients in marijuana, but Delta 9 THC is the biggie. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you can get uh, plenty of, uh, of that, and you could call that – uh, cannabis oil, or you know, some people may call CBD oil cannabis oil. You know, right. so you have to define your terms. Because I know that they can work it. You know, where they take um, out the THC from the marijuana <laughs> itself too. Well, you can, but it's just easier to use plants that aren't producing it. Well, let's see. That's why I'm wondering why they don't just do that then. That's <sighs> more sense. Using Doctor Scott's can stuff. You smell. Yeah, all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, my nose just went crazy. Uh, uh, Dr. Scott's uh, sinus rinse is still my favorite thing that he makes, and you can get it at simplyherbals.net, and it is fantastic. It is quite good. It's got, did uh, you try that salt, by the way? Yeah, that rinse the, salt. Yeah, did you try it? I did. I yeah, did. I, I liked thought it was it. really good. I it's kind of it. like garlic salt. It but is. It's, it's got a garlic oniony smell to it. Yeah, it's different. Yes, it's a little more subtle and a little more complex than garlic salt. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you want to get some of that, it's V. Uh, no, wvrampsalt.com. Right. It's westvirginiarampsalt.com. And uh, we appreciate that guy. He just sent me some uh, habanero uh, ramp salt. Oh, it's nice. really pretty awesome. So, all right. <clears throat> Boy, my aller this is allergies. I'm not oh, is it? Okay. Here, I promise. I'll breathe up this way. <laughs> and probably big old Cialis that I took giving me some nasal congestion. So, all right. <laughs> Hello, Dr. Steve. I am a studying EMT student, and we are about to talk about uh, having babies and shit when I go back <laughs> to class. But I figured it'd be better to ask you this question than to ask it in class. Maybe I'll do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so is it healthy for a mother to eat her own placenta after she has the baby? Yeah. Thank you. Ooh. Okay. Um, is it healthy? Well, no, you got to define that. Right. There's protein and iron in there. And, uh, you know, it, the placenta basically is the blood supply for the, uh, for the baby. But it does more than just supply blood. It's an active membrane. So, right. you know, uh, there are things that are filtered through there. It's almost sort of acts to a certain extent like a kidney. Uh, uh, not really the kidney, you know, the baby's kidneys act like kidneys, but right. it will supply um, proteins and antibodies and stuff like that that are soluble in the mother's blood and cross the placental right. barrier and get into the baby's blood supply. So, uh, but what it also does is it protects the baby from the mother's immune system right. so that the, Does it reject? the mother's not rejecting it. Exactly right. 
Uh, now that only works so far if you've got a uh, an Rh positive baby and an Rh negative, negative mother. mother yeah. The first time everything's fine, but the second time the mother will attack, and the mother's bloodstream will attack that baby. Wow. And uh, uh, that's why we give this stuff called Rogam. Yes. Uh, whenever you've got an Rh negative mother and and, uh, and an Rh positive father, uh, and they'll just give it. Before they even tell you, there's no harm in it. Right. And um, uh, it, it makes blocking antibodies so that the mother doesn't uh, mount an immune response to the Rh positive factor. Uh, this is why, by the way, uh, Anne Boleyn got her head chopped off because Anne Boleyn was Rh negative. Henry VIII was Rh positive. Their firstborn was, uh, you know, Queen Elizabeth, became Queen Elizabeth. Right. But every other kid she had after that had high drops because they didn't have knowledge of uh, RH factor. Ah. So you can have one normal kid, but then yeah. after that, they'll all that. they'll all die in the okay. womb. So. so I think, well, the main benefit I would see is the cord blood, storing it for stem cells, but eating it? Sure. Okay. Well, so, yeah. So that's a separate thing. Yeah. yeah. I did that. I have no idea if, if it that'll ever do my kids any good, but we've got it. And I pay 90 bucks a year to keep it on ice. Now, uh, the placenta, if you're starving, you know, if you're a cave person and you're starving and, or you have limited protein, you, you can't afford to lose all that protein. So yeah, it makes sense to eat it. When my dog had 10 babies, she ate 10 placentas. Yes, they will eat that. Yes. You know, to get all that stuff back. Yeah. So, uh, but in this day and age, uh, you know, I, I, when my wife had her kid, they brought us a steak, <laughs> right. you know, afterward. And uh, that had all the protein and iron she needed. Yeah. So she didn't know. have to eat the placenta. That's the modern yeah. version of eating the placenta is have a nice high protein meal after you deliver a baby. I just couldn't eat the placenta. I can understand you know, the cord blood and keeping it, but yeah. Yeah. There's people who do it, but there's it. So you got to define, is it healthy? It's not going to do any harm. Right. But it's not neat. It's not not necessary. Right. It's not necessary. Gotcha. But, um, you know, our ancestors probably, it made sense for them to eat the placenta. All right. Dr. Steve. Amen. It's Marcus from North Carolina. Marcus. So been drinking a bunch of beers today. (laughs) So I had to come out in the yard and pick up some dog shit. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty hot day, but I feel like I'm sweating more than normal. Um, is it possible that when you're fucked up, you sweat more than you normally would if you're not fucked up? Sure. I just wanted to know if there's some medical knowledge you could drop on me. Thanks. Well, yeah, alcohol is a, a peripheral vasodilator. In other words, it opens up capillaries in the skin. And uh, it will make you feel warm. When that happens, but it's an illusion. You're actually radiating off more heat. So people that drink alcohol, you know, back in the day, they'd, if they were in Michigan or something going to a game, they would bring a flask to keep them warm, cool, right? Right. But the more they drank, the more heat they're actually radiating away. So their core temperature was probably dropping. So it, that's an illusion. But because you're opening up those capillaries, uh, you're also getting more blood to the sweat glands. And, yes, you're going to sweat, sweat more. Yeah. So. Makes sense. Yep. All right. Hey, Dr. Steve. Uh, recently was diagnosed with high blood pressure. Uh, it seems to be genetic in my family. Is there any possible way 
Uh, I've been losing some weight that I can be pulled off this medication or am I kind of be settled with this for the rest of my life? Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks, man. Um, absolutely. There are lots of people walking around and I'm one of them who had high blood pressure that are no longer on high blood pressure medication. Night nurse Evie says she is one as well. Right. Yes. And so lifestyle management can make a difference. Uh, if you have, uh, particularly if you have stage one hypertension, those are people that have just sort of low level high blood pressure. And, uh, you know, you eat more green leafy vegetables, you increase your exercise. In Night Nurse Evie's uh, uh, example, you have more intercourse <laughs> for prolonged periods of time that you didn't do for, for many years before that. Uh, you, um, uh, you know, decrease the amount of salt in your diet. I don't think a low salt diet is necessary. Just, you know, you don't have to eat so many McDonald's french fries. Right. And when you do that, uh, you may see your blood pressure come down. Now, there are also some supplements that you can take. Of course, now you're taking a pill again. Uh, <clears throat> and um, we could talk about those if people are really interested in that. But there there are some supplements that you can take that, that uh, may help to lower your blood pressure. But really, the exercise and fixing your diet are the, are the biggies. Cases. And not over-drinking and not smoking cigarettes, too. Right. Cigarette smoking is a uh, – nicotine is a vasoconstrictor. And, you know, if you decrease the caliber of the vessels, the pressure has to go up. That's just, uh, you know, it's the laws of physics. So. Yes. So uh, those are the things you can do. Tell me about your high blood pressure and what uh, you did. I was diagnosed with it after my last son and went to the doctor. I didn't even know it was high, but I noticed I was having really bad headaches. So they put me on lisinopril. I uh, took that for a while, and then I just started losing weight. I just started working out, changing my diet, stopped eating out fast food, and the weight came off and my high blood pressure went away. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, you can yeah, do it. It works. Yes. So, yes, you do not have to be on it forever now. People with a genetic predisposition to, you know, really high blood pressure, they may have to be on medication. Right. And uh, you just won't know until you try it. So, I'll usually if someone's stage 1, you know, relatively, you know, it's higher than normal but not crazy high. Yeah. I will uh give them 6 months to get it down on their own. We're checking them every month, making sure that they're not getting into the stage 2 level where we really kind of have to right. treat you. That's what I think I was like borderline 140 <laughs> over 80. I yeah, think. there you go. Yeah. There you go. So, it was Let me ask you something. What about primrose for women? Is that does that benefit women? Should I know. For but I read something Okay. For metabolism. Meta- uh, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Premenopausal. Okay. Um, that it benefits, Primrose actually benefits women's bodies, the older that we get. Okay. This would be a good question for Dr. Scott, but I'm yes, going to look it up and see what, what the, uh, okay. Huh. Well, effective dietary oils on peripheral neuropathy related endpoints in dietary obese rats. Now, I'm interested in that. Omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids derived from fish oil. Okay, this is not primrose oil. It can be an effective treatment for neural and vascular complications associated with obesity. Well, I don't have that, but I do have peripheral neuropathy. I'm always looking for something. Okay. Uh, well... 
I have nothing. nothing. There is a study called the Primrose Study, which is complicating things because that's what keeps coming up. Right. Well, I'll just research it and then we'll come back to it yeah. next week. Next, next show. Yeah, let's. Um, let's do okay, that. here we go. Herbs, vitamins, and minerals in premenstrual sy- uh, syndrome a systematic review. 62 herbs, vitamins, and minerals were identified for which claims benefits for P- PMS were made with. Um, uh, evidence found for only 10, heterogeneity of the length of trial, specific products and doses, and outcome measures predicted meta-analysis for any uh, endpoint. Uh, data supports the use of calcium for PMS and suggests that chaste berry and vitamin B6 may be effective. That's what I always gave people was uh, vitamin B6. You take 50 milligrams before uh, for a week before your period and then all the way through your period and the week after. and it was uh, supposed to be effective for premenstrual syndrome. Okay. Um, but they said uh, no evidence of benefit with evening primrose oil or magnesium oxide was found. So that's for PMS. Okay. So, uh, okay, let, let me look at one more. Meta-analysis of randomized placebo-controlled clinical trials of evening primrose oil in atopic eczema. Okay? So these are people that have uh, allergic skin. It said uh, uh, it had a simultaneous beneficial effect on itch and uh, crusting, edema, and redness that becomes apparent between four and eight weeks after treatment is initiated. The magnitude of this effect is reduced in association with increasing frequency of potent steroid use. So that's interesting. Well, it says that it's used for breast pain, of course, PMS, like you said, endometriosis, and symptoms of menopause, you know, for like uh, hot flashes okay. and things. Well, we're usually people are using uh, uh, black cohosh for uh, hot flashes. Okay. <clears throat> okay, here we go. A comparative study of the effect of black cohosh and evening primrose oil on menopausal hot flashes. Let's look at this one, then we'll move on. Okay. All right, here we go. Both herbs were effective in reduction of severity of hot flashes and improvement of quality of life, but it seems that black cohosh is more effective than primrose oil because it was able to reduce the number of hot flashes as well. And this is in the Journal of Educational Health Promotion, which <laughs> then, you know, it's not one of the biggies, but All right. But anyway, okay. there you go. So yeah, maybe some benefit, but uh <clears throat> there may be other things that are that are better. Better better, yeah. Let's look at one more. The effect of oral evening primrose oil. And by the way, I'm looking this up on a website that anybody that's listening to this can look at, which is PubMed.com. It's got all the peer-reviewed and some not peer-reviewed articles in the medical literature. So let's see here. The effect of oral evening primrose oil on postmenopausal hot flashes, a randomized clinical trial. Now, this is a good – let's look at the method. Six-week randomized clinical trial, 56 menopausal women were uh, participated in this study. So it's not a giant study, but it might be big enough to get a statistically significant uh, answer. Patients were asked for their hot flash characteristics and responded to a hot flash-related daily interference scale questionnaire before and after intervention. Participants were randomly assigned to take two capsules per day of placebo or evening primrose for a continuous six weeks. Then the improvement in hot flashes was compared between the two groups. So if they did this properly, it was a double-blinded, placebo-controlled study. This is the, you know, the best kind of evidence there is. Yes. 
So the results, the percent of improvement in hot flash frequency, severity, and duration were 39, 42, and 19% in the evening primrose group compared with, and here's the placebo group, 32, 32, and 18%. So, so uh, hot flash severity went from... Um, uh, thirty or from thirty-two percent improvement to thirty-nine percent improvement. So that means uh, a, a third of the people who took the placebo said, "Yeah, I felt better." Yeah. That's how powerful the placebo effect is, and the absolute effect was only seven percent more. You oh, see wow. that? Yeah. So it went from thirty-two to thirty-nine. Uh, the severity of those went from thirty-two to forty-two percent. Said that it was better. So again, another third said, "Yeah, I felt better." But in the primrose oil group, 42% said that they got better as far as severity. And then the duration went from 18% to 19%. So 1% improvement said that they were shorter. Um, You know, uh, okay. Okay, now here's where they look at the statistical significance. So all of that is interesting, but is it statistically significant in such a small group? It said, although all three characters of hot flash were ameliorated in evening primrose. In other words, there was improvement, although slight, in all three uh, things that they looked at. Only severity was significantly better in this arm compared with placebo, and the P was uh, less than 0.05. And what that means is there was a 1 in 20 chance that this was from uh, just random chance. So that's okay. you know pretty good. Yeah. So the severity – so you could say from this – that evening primrose oil does not statistically uh, significantly decrease the frequency or the duration, but does seem to decrease the severity Brilliant. of the hot flashes. Yes. Okay. So there you go. Okay. Well, thank That's you. That's how you look at stuff like that. that. I appreciate it. Well, there you go. Get you some primrose oil. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, you about ready to get out of here? Yeah. Okay. Are you? <laughs> okay. Well, me too. Thanks always go to Night Nurse Evie. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, Eric Nagel, Roland Campos, Sam Roberts, Pat Duffy, Def- Dennis Falcone, Ron Bennington, and Fez Watley, whose early support of this show uh, has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern. On Demand, which is the most important way to listen to it, and other times at Don Wicklund's uh, pleasure. Many thanks go to our listeners whose voicemails and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. And, uh, oh, we were supposed to do a... You, the set, we have yeah. Two, we have two minutes to do that. Okay. We'll for, do it while they... What do you want to wait till? Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. All right. Let's talk about it, erectile dysfunction in men. Is that what you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course. I always want to talk about that. <laughs> and this is uh, specifically for men who've had a prostatectomy okay. uh, after they've you know, had prostate cancer. Um, it's a cure of uh, erectile dysfunction and to make the penis bigger, they found. Injecting stem cells into the base of the penis. Damn. I'm, I'm all in. Yes. So, Where'd they get the stem cells from, does it say? It doesn't say where they got them from. Um, I mean, is it? But it, the scientists are located in Denmark, so they're still working on it. Yeah. So they're hoping to have more information by the end. Um, you don't have, they're hoping that men don't have to take pills all the time. Yeah. And the study so far, the men that have had the stem cell search, a year later, they're still able to get an erection. Damn. A heart erection. Yeah. Yes. Good. A big meaty. Yeah. Juicy. A big. A big one. Yeah. Yes. So. Good. 
I mean. So stem cells in the base of the penis may be the answer for this. Yes, it says that, that it restores the function for men who struggle to get an erection. Yep. So, you know, kudos. It yeah, can work. Absolutely. I mean, are you up for it? Now that makes am, sense. Am, am I up for it? <laughs> I know that was serendipitous. But yes. Was, yeah, I'm totally up for it. Yes. And this was found because men who had undergone prostate surgery. Yes. For their, due to cancer. Yep. And they thought they would, hey, hey, try this. Let's see if this works. Yeah, try anything. Yeah, and it's actually working. So they're still waiting on some uh, a few more, um, I think it was a trial of 70. Okay. Um, we'll so we'll far, follow up on that yeah. in the future. Till next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.